0: Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas Merry Christmas Well let's, let's read some scripture out loud shall we We'll read the story of Gabriel, Angel Gabriel appearing, appearing to Mary and giving her the shocking, amazing news that uh, she never thought would happen until it did happen So if we can read together that would be good and I'll try not to trip you up by making a mess of it too Let's read Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid. You have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. then the and angel left. You probably knew already, but um, the picture there and the picture that we've had on our Christmas cards is uh, another piece of artwork from Alison Hall. So thank you for watching Alison as well on Zoom. Um, and each year, I think the last few years at least, Alison's artwork <coughs> has, uh, has been our design for Christmas. Right. Now we could all learn from young Mary's humility and faith, couldn't we? It's amazing how she responded. I mean, yes, she saw an angel. But when you think about it, Zechariah, who'd seen the same angel beforehand six months prior, actually, no more than that. Yeah, six months prior, um, Zechariah kind of turned around to the angel and said, oh, okay, prove it. Basically what Zechariah said. I've heard what you said, but prove it. Whereas Mary says, okay, how would this be? How are you going to do it? I believe you're going to do what you said, but how are you going to do it? And what did the angel answer? He said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Have you ever heard of the modern phrase, helicopter parenting? Mm -hmm. You get accused of it all the time. Helicopter. (laughs) I know. What what does it mean? What does that phrase mean? Helicopter parenting. Well, according to Wikipedia, it says, helicopter parents are so named because like helicopters, they hover overhead, overseeing every aspect of their child's life. Now, it's said in a, a negative connotation, but it can be in a positive way as well, can't it? Anyone? We know Jude has been accused of being helicoptering. But has anyone else found themselves being a helicopter parent in the past or being helicoptered themselves? Maybe? Because a parent cares, it's tough. It's tough to hold back and let your child make mistakes, get into trouble. And fail or see them struggling, isn't it? It's tough. Think back to your own child's first day at school. Or your own first day at primary school. If you could have had a camera, a buttonhole camera on your child's clothing. And an earwig in their ear so that you could see everything that's going on. And talk to them if you wanted to. During the day, during their first day at school, what kind of things might you have been wanting to say? Behave yourself, <laughs> behave yourself. <laughs> yeah. Or what kind of things might you have wanted your parent to say if you, as your first day at school, well, yes, behave yourself. There might have been some some loving and caring things that you might want to say as you see your child. You wave them off and they go into those gates on their own, into the first day of school. What would you say? You might say something like, you've got this. You can do this as they walk through a bit wobbly. Don't be scared. You'll soon get to love your new school and make friends. Don't cry. Anyone cried on their first day of school? Yeah, Mike, Marie, myself. Don't cry. I'll meet you after school. Be, you know, I'll have a snack waiting for you. You will have fun. You will enjoy it. Doesn't your teacher look friendly? You might want to whisper in their ear, I love you. Would that be one of the things you might have said? I love you so much. I'm proud of you. You're doing well. Maybe there might be some less positive things you might be saying as you watch your child enter in the classroom and join in. Something like, no, no don't sit next to the boy picking his nose. Don't. Or, stop picking your nose. Yeah don't don't eat the glue It's probably a good job isn't it that we can't see all the time what our children are doing or that our parents couldn't see all the time what we were getting up to and doing <laughs> However Many of us can sometimes still hear our parents in our ear, even though they're miles away. Ever have that happen to you? You still hear your dad's voice or your mum's voice every now and again, something they might say to you. But do you know who I think was the first helicopter parent? The answer's got to be God. Yeah. Let's turn to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1, it's going to be on the screen, but if you've got your Bibles, turn there as well. It says, verse 1 of chapter 1, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty, darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters the first helicopter parent hovering over what he is about to give birth to and the scary yet wonderful thing is that he is able to see and hear absolutely everything that we think, say and do your parents did not follow you into your ch- or your child into your first day at school but guess who did the Holy Spirit was there even if you couldn't be or your parents couldn't be with you he was there with you now notice how verse 2 begins now the earth was formless and empty darkness was over the surface of the deep now I've got written in my Bible don't forget the end of this sentence Because what's the end of the sentence? And the Spirit of God was hovering. If there seems to be darkness in your situation, be encouraged that darkness does not have the last word of the sentence. And the Spirit of God was hovering, ready to act. Darkness might be there, but God's Spirit is there too. The negative circumstances are definitely there. But so is God's Spirit. And for a believer, he's not just hovering, is he? Where is the Spirit in a believer? Amazingly, in us, Jesus said that. So, let's repeat this verse 2. Now the earth was formless and empty, darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Hovering in Hebrew means to move, to brood. Anyone here ever been broody? Yeah. Have you been broody? Yeah, particularly when a baby is brought in somewhere. Ooh, let me have a turn. No, no, I'm having a cuddle first. Broody, the Holy Spirit hovering, being broody, wanting to give birth and, and act. It speaks of a maternal instinct to nurture, protect, even Smother. With love, it's not nice, is it? with your children, Jude, don't want you smothering them with your love. <laughs> oh, it's Nick, is it? Oh, okay. And the Spirit of God was hovering, brooding over the waters. Verse three, and God said, "Let there be light," and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and He separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness he called night and there was evening and there was morning the first day Now God saw that the light was good but he didn't make any such compliments about the darkness which he called night And from there on out the Bible in the Bible darkness and night often have negative connotations where evil operates Now, one New Testament scripture makes this observation about a Christian. If we go to the, the next slide. There we go. In 1 Thessalonians 5.5, it says, You, being Christians, are all children of the light and children of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. Okay. The presence of darkness over the deep and the fact that God separated it from the light, which was good, tends to suggest that the devil had already fallen at this point. That He was already present, even before the creation of the earth. And that darkness and night would sadly be part of the earth right from the beginning. Hence the presence of Satan in the garden, right there in the beginning. Now, out of interest, do you know what day God created the sun? Francis, you're working it out? It was the fourth day. God created the sun and the moon on the fourth day and yet on the first day he said let there be light and there was light so if the sun was not created until the fourth day what was the light god declared on the first day well i think it has something to do with jesus it's like the apostle john wrote if we go to the next slide the apostle john wrote in John 1.9, the true light that gives light to, the, work to everyone was coming into the world. So I think at the very beginning, the very first thing God wanted to speak over what he was about to create was, Jesus is coming. Jesus is going to separate people from darkness. I think that was what God was declaring as he said, let there be light and there was light in before the sun was created. Let's quote John again in 1 John. There we go, 1 John one four five. 5. In him was life and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. When there was just darkness over the deep, And the Holy Spirit was hovering. And then God said, let there be light. The redemptive plan of God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit was announced on that very first moment. And there was no longer just darkness on the earth. But the presence and the promise of true light. Not just sunlight, S-U-N light, but S-O-N light. That's what was happening true light that gives life to all mankind was being announced and it was being promised look at what the bible says when it was decided that jesus would be savior of the world when, when was it decided that jesus would be savior of the world before the, foundation of the earth. before the foundation of the earth there's two scriptures i've picked one let's go to it revelation 13 8 says the lamb who was slain from the creation of the world. And there's another scripture that says, even before the world began. So at the point of creation, Jesus is already the plan. Even before creation was created, the true light that gives light to the world, to the mankind, was already the plan. Even before we were created, Jesus was always going to come And take the punishment for our sins and separate us from darkness. The good light from darkness. That we would become children of the day and children of light and not children of darkness and children of the night. And this true light, which emanates from the life found in Jesus, that God announced and there was, would one day come to the earth and he himself would announce this in John chapter 8 John 8 12 Jesus said this I am the light of the world whoever follows me will never walk in darkness but will have the light of life do you follow Jesus have you decided to follow Jesus because he says when you do You'll never walk in darkness, but you'll have the light of life. This amazing light that God spoke into being, announced. And there was no more just darkness, there was also light. Is the same light that came in human form to die for you and said, follow me. Do you believe that he is the sacrificial lamb who was slain from the foundation of the world? And that your sins meant that you were walking in darkness. Do you believe that? That before you turned to Jesus and received his light, that you were actually walking in darkness? You don't realise it, do you, until you come into the light, what darkness really is, what sin really is. Who you really were, where you really were. You were a child of the night. You didn't think it until you realize who re- what re- light really is listen to paul describing his road to damascus experience and see if you agree with what jesus says okay in acts 26 this is paul talking to king agrippa paul says on one of these journeys i was going to damascus with the authority and commission of the chief priests to do what To kill Christians or to arrest them and have them beaten and some killed. So Paul thought he was walking in the light, didn't he? And actually, he was walking in darkness. I was going on the authority and commission of the chief priest about noon, King Agrippa, as I was on the road, I saw a light from heaven, brighter than the sun. Do you know when God said, Let there be light, that was much brighter than the sun? I saw a light from heaven, brighter than the sun, blazing around me and my companions. We all fell to the ground, and I heard a voice saying to me in Aramaic, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Is it hard for you to kick against the goats? Then I asked, Who are you, Lord? I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, the Lord replied. Now get up and stand on your feet. I have appeared to you to appoint you as a servant and as a witness of what you have seen and will see of me. I will rescue you from your own people and from the Gentiles. I am sending you to them. To open their eyes and turn from darkness to light. And the power of Satan to God. When you come to Jesus and realize he is the light of the world. Who came, the lamb who was slain to die for you. Then you realize I was in darkness. But now... Have come to light. I was under the power of Satan, but now I've come to God, so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. You cannot be saved by good works only by faith in Jesus, trust in Jesus. Have you ever had your eyes opened and have turned to Jesus and put your faith in him? Can you confidently and gratefully sing along with John Newton and say, I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. I, uh, we went to Lee's Castle yesterday, and I was going like that with my glasses. I got glasses for long distance. And I wore them because I realized that I thought my eyesight was good until I got glasses <laughs> And I was was testing them. I was going, wow. And Emily was going, what have you got a problem, Dad, with your glasses? I said, no, I'm just amazed at how much better I can see with glasses on. I thought I could see already. Wow. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. When we realise who Jesus really is. Okay. Skipping down to verse 22. Paul, Paul, carry on. This is Paul speaking still. But God has helped me to this very day, so I stand here and testify to small and great alike. I am saying nothing beyond what the prophets and Moses said would happen, that the Messiah would suffer and as the first to rise from the dead would bring the message of light to his own people and to the Gentiles. You know, the darkness tried to overcome the light of the world by crucifying him. But then three days later, the darkness found it could not overcome Jesus. When he resurrected as the first of many who would put their faith in him as Jesus, as Lord, in his death, his resurrection, and then call him Lord. Let's see what it says in Romans 10. Jesus said he came to suffer and then rise from the dead and bring the message of light to people who have faith in him? Romans 10:9 nine, nine says, if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Do you believe that he is the Lamb of God who was slain from the foundation of the world for your sins? That he suffered and died for your punishment to rescue you from darkness? And bring you into light. Do you believe that? That God raised him from the dead? If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that he is Lord. Not just oh yeah Jesus he's Lord. But really actually confess Lordship of Jesus. You will be saved. And currently God is waiting patiently for as many to come to faith as possible. Because Jesus has said that one day... He will return and the earth as we know it will come to an end. The earth that God created in the beginning will come to an end as we know it. And apart from the devil and the kingdom of darkness being thrown into the lake of fire right at the end, guess what else will be missing from the city of heaven and the new earth when this happens, when Jesus comes and everything is made new? Guess what we'll we be missing, apart from the devil and darkness? Okay, yeah, let's have a look. In Revelation twenty-one, it says this: the city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light, and the Lamb is its lamp. And then in Revelation twenty-two, it says there will be no more night; there will be no need for sorry, there will not need the lamp. Sorry, light of a lamp or the light of the sun. For the Lord God will give them light and they will reign forever and ever. No more darkness. No more night. No more sun. No more moon. Just the good, true light of the world that God spoke right at the beginning. And all those who are children of light. Are you a child of light? Have you been delivered from darkness into light? Do you believe that Jesus was raised from the dead because he was the Lamb of God slain for you? Do you confess him as your Lord? But how? How do we get changed from children of darkness to children of light? Now remember when we were talking about the helicopter parenting and the Holy Spirit hovering over the deep and overshadowing Mary? Let's turn to John chapter 3. One of the most famous chapters in the Bible. John 3, starting at verse 1. Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied very truly I tell you no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again This is how you become transformed from darkness to light from a child of night and darkness to a child of day and light You must be born again verse 4 How can someone be born when they're not old when they are old Nicodemus asked Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. Water meaning the amnionic fluid of a natural human birth, surrounded by water as a baby. You're born of water a natural human birth and of the Holy Spirit. Verse 6, Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, You must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. You know, the same Spirit of God that hovered over the waters and overshadowed Mary to bring about the birth of Jesus is the same Holy Spirit who hovers over humanity to give them this amazing second birth, to those who turn to Jesus, recognising him to be their saving Lord and light of the world. And finally, just checking, it is finally, last scripture, 2 Corinthians 4. This explains why some people seem to hear about Jesus. It just doesn't really make any sense to them or they just don't get it it says this 2 corinthians 4 verse 3 and even if our gospel is veiled kind of blocked from people's eyes it is veiled to those who are perishing meaning dying in their sins dying joined the kingdom of darkness following satan and the kingdom of darkness to the same lake of fire It is vowed to those who are perishing, the God of this age, meaning Satan, has blinded the minds of unbelievers so they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, which is what you need to confess, isn't it? And ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said... Let light shine out of darkness. Where's that quoted from? Genesis chapter 1. For God who said, Let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. Christians are those that have realized who Jesus is and suddenly the Holy Spirit shines this amazing light of the world into our hearts. We become children of the light. Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God who was slain from the creation of the world, was announced when at the beginning God said, Let there be light. And those words, they found fulfillment on that dark, cold Bethlehem night. And they find fulfillment in your life when you believe. Who Jesus really is. And you confess him as Lord and Saviour. Now, it reminds me of an incredibly popular Christmas carol. Do you know of a Christmas carol? An incredibly popular Christmas carol. That links Genesis chapter 1 to the birth of Jesus. Jesus. Is there such a carol? Is there? I, I, this carol is so popular that around the world, at least two churches have sung it. Now, Danny, I know that you enjoy music in all its forms. Okay? So if I, if I, if I just show you this next slide. There we go. Danny... Danny, if, if, I, if I attempt to kind of sing a little bit of, I haven't got the whole carol there. Just, yeah? I haven't got the whole carol there, but I'll try and attempt that, and everyone can join in with the chorus, and then Danny, if you can guess what the tune is. All right? Okay. All right, here we go. In the beginning, when God created, he first said, Let there be light. And these words, they found fulfillment on that dark, cold, Bethlehem night. So, Lord Jesus, he became a baby, son of God, son of man. He was born of a virgin Mary, because it was part of God's master plan. Oh, give me hope, Lord Jesus, give me hope, Lord Jesus, give me hope. Lord Jesus of eternal life You give me hope Lord Jesus give me hope Lord Jesus give me hope Of eternal life Ah, Danny Yes, it's Eddie Grant Joanna, yes Well done, thanks Danny Let's pray Heavenly Father Thank you Um, that Jesus was always the plan. Adam and Eve were never going to be able to resist the presence of darkness and the operations of, of Satan in this world. It's so sad, Father, that Satan fell and then tempted mankind to turn our backs on you, to follow our own ways, to think that we're our own saviours and our own righteousness and father thank you that Jesus was always the lamb who would come to be slain for our sins for our salvation that when you announce let there be light and there was light lord one day Jesus would come the good true light to separate mankind from darkness and it's not by works it's not by status It's not by anything, but by faith, trust in the greatest gift that's ever been given to the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Father, thank you for this amazing privilege of believing in our Saviour that you raised him from the dead, having died for our sins, and that we can confess him as Lord, and that we are saved, we are rescued, no longer blind, but can see, no longer in darkness, but in light, and that one day, when there is no more sun, there is no more moon, there is no more night, there is just this wonderful, pure, true light, and that we can join you as children of light in the new earth, No more darkness, no more evil. Just you and your love and your goodness and us whom you saved. Father, we pray this morning that more and more people will come to repent and turn to Jesus before he comes back. Thank you. Amen. Amen.